Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that has not had its backdoor hymen since fall of 06. <laughs> Wait, you had one of those? <laughs> I mean, we're all born with one, but then we lose it somewhere along the way. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> I'm Kyle Guts, And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And on this episode, we... Kyle, I'm so excited. <laughs> Why are you so excited? Kyle, I'm so excited. We're going on a field trip. <laughs> we're going on a field trip. That's true. Yep. Where are we going? Uh, we are going to be guest stars on another podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have two guests that are on the podcast X-Rated Movies. X spelled with an E-X because the two of them dated uh, for a while, uh, Matt Fisher and Ryan Wheaton. Um, so we are going to be guest stars on their podcast talking about the movie The Celluloid Closet, uh, which talks about gay representation in media. Don't and ruin it. They have to listen to that podcast if they want to hear all about it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all the deets you get on that. Um, so check us out then. But they are also going to be guest stars on our uh, episode talking about exes. Uh, we thought it was fitting since they dated and now are friends and have a podcast together. So we'll, we'll chat with them. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of questions about how that works <laughs> me too <laughs> and yeah how how that worked how that transition went yeah all right um my, I, don't, I don't feel good about our energy right now kyle me neither um so so the elephant in the room a little bit is that i am i just started the process of getting a divorce and we're already going to be talking about exes and what do i do about that yeah because on the one hand, I have some concerns about whether anything I say can and will be used in a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually mean that because you, during a divorce, it's it's possible. Yeah, that's that, that that's real, and it's fresh, so it's going to be painful, and that's okay. I know what I'm signing up for. Um, if I get quiet, then you can bail bail me out, and who knows? Maybe I'll just be a blabbermouth. Hmm. We'll see. Um. And I feel a little bit weird about this one, too, because um, the last serious relationship I had was like three years ago now and have not dated anyone since. So that's kind of my, you know, I want, I wish, I wish I was in a relationship and I feel bad that it's like been that long since I've seriously dated someone. Do you think he's listening? No, I don't think so. Are you sure? I'm not sure. Because I, th I think we're still Facebook friends. I think we're still Facebook friends too. So it's possible. So once you go, Kyle, you never go back. <laughs> <laughs> also, if he's listening, go fuck yourself. No, no, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I guess also uh, we ended. Um, I mean, it's hard to end on good terms, but we're still trying to be really civil towards each other. We were, you know, respectfully trying to like make arrangements on how we like leave. So even though we don't talk anymore, it's not that I left, you know, I don't hate him. I, I don't, you know, want him to die a, a fiery death. Like I want him to get like a few paper cuts, but like nothing too bad. Well, and I'm, I'm in this space where I'm already sort of testing the waters with my friend group about, Hey, do you think it's okay if Trevor and I are friends? The answer is no. Well, <laughs> Next topic, and and every everyone is is um, advocating that I exercise extreme caution, which I get. I understand. It's it's nice to have people that care about you. And uh, we split up last summer, ended up getting back together in the fall pretty quickly. And there are lots of people who could say I told you so about this divorce. I know one of them's in this room. <laughs> we won't name names. Yeah, but. I don't. I don't think I ever said I told you so. I mean, no, you, no, did you didn't. I? Okay, your face did. I. <laughs> my face has trouble hiding facts that I don't want people to know. So, uh, but no, I. I mean, I knew. Uh, I think it's you know everyone wants to try and make their relationship work if they think they can. So I don't think people can hold that against you or fault you for that. Are we saying your ex's name? We. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Sure. I mean, it makes it, I don't know what the tone is going to be like when, when those guys are on the show later. And it seems like it might be useful to, our audience is listen, listening enough that they know your voice by now. But in case they don't, to differentiate yourself, if oh. you're like, my ex, blah, blah, blah. But if you can just say, Ricky, then we'll know. My ex is Trevor. My ex is Jay-Z. 
Yes. Uh, but his, his rapping name is Ricky. Give his birth name. It was Jay-Z, unrelated to the artist. But he raps under the name Ricky. Yeah, I don't think you should... I don't think you should be friends. I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Trevor, if you're listening, just don't. <laughs> but I know you're going to. <laughs> if you wanted him to not listen, that was that, that was not the way to do it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now the rest of this episode is going to be about the monarch butterfly. Did Did Trevor stop listening now? I don't know. <laughs> I think he likes butterflies. Ah, shit. Okay. <laughs> the rest of this episode is about tools. And it's namely the screwdriver. There, did he stop listening? I think so. I, I detect none of him. Okay. <laughs> At some point, what's gayish about this is that we're talking about exes that were men, and we're men. And I also have an ex-wife. You had a girlfriend. Yeah, I had. I had dated lots of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, uh, yeah, I dated girls in high school and in college. Yeah, and I, I do think that, that there are so many parallels that you might not know about gay relationships and straight relationships. I, I think that that when they end, there's very little difference. Mm. I, yeah, I think people, you know, when you look back at your relationships where you dated a girl, people just assume, oh, well, that's fine. You know, like you didn't actually care about them because you're gay, but it's like, even if it wasn't the gender you were supposed to be with. It was still a real relationship. You right. still had some kind of feelings, if it, even if it wasn't truly love feelings. Um, and it still hurts when someone you, you know, are used to seeing every day or even live with when you no longer get to see that person anymore. So yeah, I think it is confusing and weird to have dated girls and trying to like sort through why, but there is still a real you know, human relationship there, whatever that is. And it, and it still sucks and hurts. My ex-wife was not human. <laughs> okay. <laughs> other than so in every other situation, but yours. Yeah. But, 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 but let me, let me, let me back your, 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 your statement up because you're, you're absolutely right. Even though, even though she and I were not sexually compatible because I'm gay and, and was then you don't sleep in the same bed as somebody else for four years and not have some sort of attachment, some sort of the grieving process has to happen. Do you know, do you know how I remember that the steps of the grieving process? Uh, it's D A B D A denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, D A B D A drink alcohol before doing anal. That's also just good advice in general. Right? It's 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 a multi-purpose phrase. <laughs> um, what phase are you in right now? Well, I mean the the trope of the um person who goes through all of the phases sequentially is hilarious and not how human emotions work, right? Like you experience all of the stages in different ways all together at the same time and so you're saying right now you're a clusterfuck of drink before doing anal? Right. Great. Yeah. I am too, but for different reasons. <laughs> All right. Well, we will have more to say on the topic of our exes, um, but we want to bring in our guests and then uh, we're all going to chat about exes together. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go and be on their show. We're going to talk about the celluloid closet, probably drink some more, and then we're going to wrap up our evening by recording the rest of this episode with them. So say goodbye to Sober Mike and Kyle. <laughs> they, they won't be joining you again for the rest of the episode. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break. And when we come back, we will we'll have uh, them on. Be sure to check out their podcast. It is X-Rated Movies. Uh, you can get it where fine podcasts are sold. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Was that five seconds? We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're here with uh, these guys. Yeah. We <laughs> Hello. We're here with Matt Fisher and Ryan Wheaton, who are the co-hosts of the podcast X-Rated Movies. Uh, yes. Ryan and I st started dating in the year of our Lord, 2008. <laughs> and we stopped in the year of our Lord, 2007. <laughs> <laughs> so we went back in time. Those three weeks are, are, are written in scripture. The prose knows no end. 
but our our friendship knows no bounds, and we maintained. Uh, I saw him regularly as he checked my ID at Pony, <laughs> and I said, "I would still check your ID." <laughs> and he said, "Who are you? <laughs> New phone? Who dis?" I'm like, "We're in person." <laughs> Okay, interpretation for you heathens. They used to date, and now they don't anymore, but they still are friends. Indeed. And now we, we uh, review mo- movies, long form, mm-hmm. both uh, high art and low trash, and everything <laughs> in between. Yeah. And uh, yes, we encourage you to, to come and take a listen. Indeed. If you think our voices aren't grating, then come spend an hour with us. I yeah. cleanse my nostrils just for this podcast, <laughs> so wow. that uh, my vo- voice would be sultry and my dulcet tones would come out you know you just first yeah. and foremost neti potted it up yeah it was, i douche with the neti pot <laughs> it doesn't work so great but <laughs> it's well, hard to use gravity that way <laughs> well you do ask to nose which is the wrong combination <laughs> the porn makes it look so easy um so uh i brought a few questions to ask y'all uh, well, I already know some stories that Ryan's going to uh, shuck out for this I just want to say, so this is why, where the actual title came from in, in general, is because there was one time after we had broken up that I ran into Matt at Pony, which is where I work. It's a gay bar here a in gay Seattle. Bar, yeah, and I came over and said hi, and he was talking with somebody. He said, oh, so-and-so, um, this is my ex, Ryan. And I just remember feeling like a first wife situation, <laughs> like, you bastard, I'm your friend. <laughs> Uh, but it, um, so I think it's kind of fun that as I've explained to Ryan since then, I meant it like I'm bragging. Like Pony is like the premier like queer core bar in Seattle. Like it's like the one bar that like still embrace. Well, I mean, there's a couple bars, but like wait, you said queer core like that's like that's a that, that's that a, is a thing. What what does it mean? What does that mean? It's sort of a fusion of like punk culture and queer culture together. Okay. Uh. And, I mean, there's a couple of, like, faggy bars in Seattle, but the only one that I would describe as, like, being queercore is Pony, Uh and Ryan is a bartender there. So a lot of my friends frequent there. Like, I frequent there, but and a lot of my friends frequent there. So, like, Ryan interpreted it as, like, yeah, me, like, calling him, like, his first wife, but uh, I was, like, sort of bragging. I was, like... (laughs) The bartender at this bar that we all go to all the time and love to no end is someone I used to date. Like it for me, it was like rolling out like my status here. So, uh, so how long did you date? Like there was no time travel. How long did you actually <laughs> date? Like three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it was not for a very long D- time. D- did you DTR? I don't know what that means. Yeah, what's that? Uh, define the relationship. No. Oh no. 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 You were never boyfriends. You know like you like. Not even that. No. We were it was MySpace era, so we didn't have to yeah. define it in that oh, way. The dark but... ages. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, quick uh, go around. How long do people need to date for when they stop dating? They qualify as an ex. Uh, I tend to measure it out in loads. <laughs> <laughs> Teaspoons. What's, <laughs> what's your load barometer? <laughs> Minimum 10 cc's. Okay. <laughs> Are you willing to offer <laughs> the load count when this relationship ended? Well, you know, Ooh, this, this is, is my juicy. in my naive years. <laughs> uh, you know, I was I was still measuring simply by paper towels at that point. <laughs> Course generic brand, not the bounty he's got today. <laughs> Brawny, I'm sorry, Brawny. For any potential Matt Fisher lovers, just know he's upgraded to the nice paper towels. And if you look like the Brawny man, that definitely helps. (laughs) I'm all Mr. Clean. Big arms on that man. Big arms, yeah. He made it about ejaculation. Uh, What's your answer, Ryan? Uh, I would say it more has to do with the quality of the uh, relationship more than quantity. Good answer. Definitely... I was just thinking this yesterday, which is funny. There was somebody who came into the bar, the aforementioned Pony, which is not sponsoring this podcast. Uh, but if you want to, you yet, absolutely yet. Uh, see, I know it seems like I'm a paid shill here, but um, they came in. They looked like my first, the person I would consider my first boyfriend. This is, you know, 100 years ago, but I was looking at him. And then I, I was thinking like X or like thinking boyfriend, which is uh, we only 
dated for like two months or something like that. But I definitely would consider him my first boyfriend and also my first ex. But I've dated people for longer than that since then who I definitely don't even think about in, in those terms anymore. So yeah. I completely agree. I think the people that I like, I consider myself to have two exes. And the first one is not because of the amount of time we dated. It's just because he was the first guy I dated. Mm. I wasn't out when we were dating. Yeah. We were roommates and fucking. Ooh. I mean, intensity plays like a big part in... Ejaculate. Like, like, <laughs> like, I, I almost feel that the length of a relationship is actually an inaccurate measurement as to whether or not it was a relationship. Because like you can have like a really intense like short-term relationship that means more to you than like the sort of casual, like, oh, yeah, we went on a couple days for, like, a couple months, and then it fizzled out. Like, If it's not about the time, then tell us about your relationship, even though it was three weeks. The story of how we started dating is a good story. What That I was trying to prove someone wrong? Yeah. So I'm out of bar, and Ryan was actually opening for an improv troupe that I still actually, like, go see to this day called Blood Squad. Uh, I was in a one-man band at the time. Yeah. He, uh, oh, wow. Blood Squad, they, they make up horror movies like based on titles that the audience gives them um and they still perform in the seattle area but ryan was opening in his one-man band oh man as in oh man that is awesome i still have the cd Hmm. um and i'm there with a couple friends and sort of like before the show we're talking about how my my lady friend is is talking about how you can't just like approach a stranger and i'm like you absolutely can like in a bar you can go up to an attractive stranger and start a conversation. Like the dynamic might not be there or it might be awkward at first, but like there's nothing socially that says like you can't go up to a stranger and start friendly conversation. Um, So Ryan's up there and he is stripping down to his skivvies like (laughs) further and further. Like I'm watching him. I had a song about short shorts where I progressively took off shorts until I got to the shortest ones. But it's like seven or eight layers. There were a lot. Yeah. Every layer, I was like, oh, this has to be the last one. Like, he can't get any shorter than these short shorts. Proto boylesque. <laughs> so, to prove her wrong, I went up and talked to Ryan at the bar after the show. Uh, so, really, I met him out of spite. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Which is a solid start to as any good relationship. Any reason yeah. to meet someone as, as any. Okay, so. <laughs> That kind of leads me to, I have a few questions that I uh, found online that I want to ask Did this group. Did you print out paper for this? Yeah. Uh, he's super prepared. It's weird. I do. I just show up and start saying shit, and he- I'm like, fucking giving myself awards when I have a full page of notes. Yeah, this, you, <laughs> this is what you meant earlier by we can see yes. who, who's the Kyle and who's the Mike. Okay, yeah. I got it now. Um, okay, so the first question, because we were talking about- what it's like having an ex and seeing your ex out there with other people or people talking to you about your ex. So the first question is from Homorazzi reader. Homorazzi is a website on the internet. Um, uh, Marcus G who posted an article called my ex is dating my ex. I think this is something straight people don't realize can happen in the gay community is your exes can date each other. Mm. Um, And so he talked about what happens when your ex started starts dating your ex is is that okay um is that bad dating etiquette or is our community just that small well i did make out with tim once Uh oh <laughs> that's fine <laughs> oh no you, um, you need to play it up we need the more drama what's your what there we go <laughs> but you... what <laughs> have y'all experienced that like since you oh, dated constantly i mean I don't know if Ryan and I specifically have exes that in common. Yeah, I don't that either. Overlap, but I have definitely dated the ex of an ex before. Absolutely. I mean, it's too small of a community, and I don't care what Dan Savage says. He says like because it's such a small community, like we have to get over it. Mm-hmm. I honestly think like we just don't care enough. <laughs> like mm. we're all gay men, we want to get our fuck on. So like, yeah. Well, it's like you know, Ryan dumped me. Like you know, it was a bad day or two but like i don't know we didn't I talk a shower about... i got over it like i don't know couple steps Matt, back we never talked about this <laughs> oh is now the time to to talk about it well ryan's gonna talk about how i peed on his floor drunkenly one night <laughs> also threw up in my bed same night and then he ended up going home which i was not super happy i with. made it to the parking lot safely and then slept in my car 
Oof. Wait, no, no. What After puking in your bed and peeing on your floor, him going home, you should have been happy about. <laughs> I right? kind like, of was, but I was just uh, nervous about him driving. <laughs> Realistically, like Ryan was right to like. <laughs> Now that I'm like a little bit older, like anytime like I go out with someone who's like 21, 22, like they're still in that mindset, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I doing? Dating like, a younger guy seems really well on paper. It's on hot. paper, yeah. but then you're like, oh, you don't know jack shit yeah. about jack shit. Oh god, you're super annoying. Yeah. <laughs> of all of your exes, uh, biggest age gap. Fourteen years. Wow. Ooh, Mike, you might have a run for your money. Both directions. Both directions. Wow. Wow. So you you've dated someone fourteen years your senior and fourteen years your junior. That is correct. So your like your dating profile must be like anyone from like the age eight to a hundred is welcome. <laughs> Breathing and with a penis. Yes. <laughs> I subscribe to the Aaliyah philosophy that age ain't nothing but a number. Until it's like sixty. I, I got limits. <laughs> okay. But so, we all know what happened to Aaliyah. Yeah, she got wow. peed on. It didn't work out for her so great. Wait, are you crash? talking about the plane crash or that she was married to R. Kelly? <laughs> Take your pick. Oh Which is worse? Wait, I don't know. Her life was awful. I always think of R. Kelly as a plane crash. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's the same thing happened to her twice yeah, in a row. Yeah. Uh, wait, so uh, uh, which was more difficult for you? I was 17 when I dated the 31-year-old. Is that legal mm. here? No. In in the state, not at the time. It is now. <laughs> uh, right. No, I looked it up. The, this isn't like a a problem from far in the past. Like I looked this up recently. <laughs> when I was dating the older person, because I was like a gaby. Like I didn't, I didn't know shit. Like yeah. it was like my first big breakup. I was like, uh. <laughs> like breaking up with a younger person. I was like, no, <laughs> like this is not working. Like. <laughs> Like, you're hot, but, like, I can't even, like, sit and talk with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I was like, this is super obnoxious. I can't do this. Your ex, soon-to-be ex-husband, Trevor, seven years younger than you? Uh, Almost eight, seven and a half. Okay. Yeah, which we justified at the time. There's this whole rule about how, like, the French do half your age plus seven. Okay. That's That's how young you're allowed to date. And uh, at least, I mean, if the French are doing that, uh, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. They cool down dangerous. I I feel like that's actually like, even though it's totally arbitrary, I feel like the arbitrary restriction that that rule gives you is actually kind of accurate. Yeah. Like through through its arbitrariness, it comes up with an accurate guideline. Like now, like now that I got the younger one out of my system. I feel that like more than like half my age plus seven is too far. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I actually use that rule today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Ryan, how about you, age gap wise? Um, I usually t- tend to stick uh, pretty close to my age. So you were robbing the cradle with me. <laughs> That's about the, the we're like what five years apart. If we're being generous. <laughs> So yeah, that that's about as far. I mean, I dated somebody. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't consider him an ex. It was like a fling when I was in New Zealand, and the age gap there was. Let's see, I was twenty three and he was forty one. What is that? Mm. Ooh, I don't know that what that age gap is, but um, that was 17 like seventeen years, two or three days, eighteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was he like a silver miner in Perth or something? <laughs> he was an an anesthetist from Britain, Great Britain. So, oh. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't remember his name. If you're out there listening, unnamed. I also do not remember my first boyfriend's name. <laughs> I don't know let's, the other way around. Maybe Matt. let's turn the tables here. Uh, so we got yours seven yeah, years. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mr. Kyle, Kyle Gatz. I think I'm super boring. I like. Thank God you're my podcast partner. You're <laughs> super boring. I yeah, I think people are generally within my age. I would rather date older than date younger for sure. Really? Um, yeah. yeah. Why is that? Agreed. Because I just get along better with people that are older. Like maybe it's just that I'm more mature for my age. Are you? Maybe I just like to compliment <laughs> myself. Do <laughs> <To> you? <laughs> yes, um, yes, he does. <laughs> I feel like I dated a dude in his early 40s but like went on a few dates like not like serious so yeah anything serious is like someone within a few years of me you i mean an, you have an ex that looks like he's 40 he don't look like he's 40 <laughs> you're the only one that doesn't think that <laughs> oh, 
the truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's been saying. <laughs> so the next question. <laughs> I like, we answered that, right? We, I, we I like, we I like these that. loaded questions. Uh, so, uh, so, so related to the gap thing, like if, if you just had to say, like, what's your range? Bottom of the, how old are you? Bottom of your range, top of your range for current dating. Bottom of my range is 100,000. <sighs> top of my range is multi-million. I, like I mean mold. I mean air. Find yeah. Kyle Getz on sugarbaby.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's not true. You said that as if it really was. It's not. Okay. I think I would date someone a few years younger than me and as old as 10 years older than me. I would say that my my floor is probably 25 years old at this point. Yeah. 25 is when you become not an idiot. I'm convinced. Uh, I think 32 is when you become an idiot. <laughs> so you're saying I might be an idiot still. I'm saying I'm just now not an idiot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could not imagine dating anybody younger than 30 at this point. Yeah. Um, older wise, I don't. Uh, age doesn't matter as long as you don't start like reminiscing and being like you don't understand. You know, it's like as long as you're uh, you know willing to just. Except the fact that I have experiences and I'm a real person in my own right, then it's like, okay, maybe we can talk. Which I think is refreshing to know that everyone here is like willing to date older guys because because I think there's this preconceived notion that the older you get, the less dateable you become in the gay world. Well, and except in Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> so just move to Palm Springs. Yeah, I feel the... like age is not a thing there. I was going to say uh, 30 is gay dead. Yeah. But honestly, like I haven't seen that myself yeah like neither that's one of those ryan's been taken for so long that like he doesn't know what it's like to be single anymore but uh oh how long have you you're not currently single no i've 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 been partnered for about three and a half years now oh great yeah he doesn't remember what it's like yeah no so i think that's one of those stereotypes that it's like that's within the gay community that people have is that yeah once you become 30 you can't date anymore or that and that's just not true because there are plenty of people that either came out late in life or you know dated someone and then broke up when they're older or just well i remember in my 20s thinking like ew that guy's 30 and being grossed out yeah and it's like it's such a it's such a lie and it's so it's so stupid it's a stupid way of thinking it's an immature way of thinking yeah because it's like age shouldn't shouldn't matter in that way i also feel like it, it's sort of like an on paper way of looking like if you're on grinder mm-hmm. or like a dating site yeah like you'll put your like ceiling at 30 but when you actually like go out like when you meet someone you know IRL <laughs> it it's less <laughs> You're, you're less concerned with what their age is. Like, if you see someone and you think they're attractive, you're not going to go up and be like, oh, you're 31? Oh, well, never mind. Like, yeah. you're just, you're still going to go through with it. Yeah. Kind of along those lines, when, when my soon-to-be ex-husband and I met, he was 22 and I was 30. And mm. he- Now, I will say, <laughs> age discrepancies are hot. <laughs> so... Uh, but e- each of us thought the other was the other direction. But I thought he was 25, 26, and then he was doing the same game. Like, like, So we thought we were basically the same age, but no. Which is a nice thing about not having the like dating apps is like you can judge it based on maybe what the person actually acts like rather than... There's a lot of talk about how like apps are replacing gay bars. And like it, I feel that apps might be replacing like sort of the anonymous sex clubs. Mm-hmm. And even then, maybe not so much, but I feel like there's still really nothing to replace, like, the interaction of, like, meeting a stranger in whatever space and, like, having a connection. Hmm. Like, you know, I've used Grindr for a while now. I don't think I've ever, like, seen someone and had such an intense connection that, like, your heart leapt out of your chest and uh, you couldn't. It, it, where words can't describe the emotions that I felt. Instantly, you needed paper towels. <laughs> Where's my brawny? Where's my brawny? But, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you can see someone in person and be like, yes, that, I, I need to talk to that. Well, I mean, that's how I talk to Ryan, basically. Uh, and I think with, with apps, like, you can see someone and be like, oh, they're attractive. I'll, like, say hi to them. But well, it's not quite the same 
as an in-person interaction. Yeah, getting reduced to a trading card is different than like seeing someone in real life. Yeah, I like that phrase. Well, uh, I need I need some help. I need a, I need a dating app makeover. Like let's not <laughs> let's not get that twisted. But I do so much better in real life, and I think it's because I'm 38, and that's a weird age, and people don't quite know how to deal with it. So if it wasn't a thing that they asked you, like if it didn't have to be on your profile, yeah, maybe that would be better. I'm not sure, but like w- when I go out and in person meeting people, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So the next question I want to ask uh, this group um, comes from Reddit user possum man 93. He sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. He sounds great. He said, if you dated a woman in middle school and high school, and you're now gay, why did you do it, and do you regret doing it now? I'm a gold star gay. Okay, I've heard different definitions. What is your definition of gold star gay? My definition is never having done anything like romantic or sexual with a girl. So, like, I've never touched a boob. I've, Mm. like... Ooh. Yeah. There you haven't is... lived. <laughs> I mean, you did the... when you were nursing, which is like. Well, there, there's a different definition. Like, there's a platinum like... gay. Is yeah, that... platinum gay is for gays born via C-section. Mm-hmm. Jeez, <laughs> like never that's touched really... a vagina at all. Not even it coming out. Yeah, actually, never touched a vagina. So, so it's like, yeah, like I was born. Nor- like my mom didn't even use uh, painkillers. <laughs> that's hardcore. No, oh. like she was like. Is your mom badass in general? <laughs> Well, she drinks me under the table. (laughs) Great. So just because you've never touched one doesn't mean you haven't dated one. And by one, I mean a A vagina. (laughs) (laughs) So my story might be kind of boring. I don't know if anyone else has like a more interesting story attached to this. They don't. So no, you. Well, we first. need to hear yours first, and we're, and I'm, I'll cut it if it's not that. Interesting. I, I was married to a woman, so I'm I'm really he wondering wins. what's going to come out of your mouth. So I, I definitely remember in fourth grade, I had like a crush on a girl, and I brought all my goosebump books to school to like show off. <laughs> <laughs> but I I look back on it now, and it, it wasn't necessarily like I had like a sexual crush on her. I just thought she was cool, because even as the years went on, like. We went to like junior high and high school together. I always thought she was just really cool, and I, I like, I look back on it and like she kind of was like, she was just like this like laid back girl, like did not give a fuck what anyone else like thought about her. Was just very much like her own free spirit, like spoke her mind. She was just cool, and even like after like I realized like okay I'm gay, I still acknowledge that, like she was a cool girl. Uh, so my crush on her, I think was just like, like really all I wanted to do was like hang out with her, like be her fruit fly. Wait, you use that word differently than we've used that word in the past. Fruit fly? Yeah. I'd always heard it for like fag hag, but like less condescending. (laughs) And you Uh, don't have to use the word fag, which makes some people uncomfortable. Or hag, which is also hurtful. (laughs) (laughs) Not great word. Yeah, hag isn't... (laughs) great for anyone so i i know that you guys have discussed this because i listened to that episode i am okay with fag or faggot in the context of other gay men using it amongst themselves Mm. like and i if if someone is not okay with it like i will not use it in their presence Mm. but i personally like I am okay with it. This is a strange for, given our podcast, but y'all are the first gay men or gay anyone. I'm just gonna say you're the first gays on our cat on our podcast. Because so. everyone else has been Mike's family. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, y'all are so no one else we've not talked about this with anyone else. Ryan, we've do you use your gay cherries? Yeah. Great. Yep. It's a little bit why we're off topic too. Um, like, we're, not, we're not talking about exes. Fuck exes. We're gonna talk about gay shit. <laughs> Ryan, do you use the word fag? Yes, uh, but kind of in the same context as Matt, where it's like, it's generally, I use it amongst other uh, company, like proper company. You know, I don't throw it around. Although it is kind of fun to throw it at straights sometimes, just to be <laughs> like, oh, I can use this word and you can't. Um, but I, I don't def- do that often. I've definitely used it for my more like prissy gay friends. Like when they like, 
go to like our place or something mm-hmm. and I'd be like, oh, you fag. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I only use it for shock value mm-hmm. in those situations. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't always use it just for. Sh- I do sometimes the same way, but like, I. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind like ever so often just throwing out like, if you're driving down, driving down the street and like you see somebody cute, you're like, oh, look at that faggot. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I. I use it fun. Like if I'm with you know my boyfriend or something, like it's fun. It's like uh, like I'll I use, use it jokingly. I'll use it with Ryan because I've known Ryan for a decade, but yeah. I don't know if I'd use it with like a new friend. Hmm. I say, I think I say that's gay in the same way that you say like fag, because I think it's so funny around straight people for them to be like, oh yeah, I went to see like Celine Dion. I went to the Celine Dion concert. I'm like, that's so gay. And they all super faggy. It's it's (laughs) hilarious to see how they react to that. Yeah. They're like, "Uh, you can say that, but I can't, but you're using it in the weird. And I don't, and I think just hilarious. Like, I don't mean it like, uh, uh, like reappropriating sort of way it's just because there's like the f in it like fuck super expressive Mm -hmm. (laughs) like just as a word like it's a perfectly constructed word to like mean what you say Mm. and i kind of feel like fag is the same way like it but it's got that like soft g at the end (laughs) so it's like when i say it 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 has that hard f but with like the soft g and i feel like it's it really expresses like the gayness that I'm trying to get across in my sentence. Yeah, like it's it's like hard at first, but then soft at the end. So it's really the gayest word you can imagine. And I, 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 <laughs> I try and acknowledge the history that comes with that word. Mm-hmm. Like I know that it's not, it's not just a word that like came out of the blue. Like a. Uh, uh, you know, World War II Germany, because everything awful comes from there. <laughs> um, but, you know, they used to throw gay men in, in the pyres, not even, like, worthy of, like, Jewish people. Like, Jewish people, like, were stood upright. Gay men were, like, thrown at the bottom of the fire. Like, they weren't even worthy of, like, being tied upright. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I acknowledge, like, that there is that history to it, but I still say it like, like <laughs> this. This is the thing we didn't talk about on uh, our podcast that we just recorded. But there is the there's a, a short moment when they talk about Nostalgia Closet that it's like it's in movies. The use of the N word is like used mm. between two black people in a brotherly love sort of way, or it's used to show ignorance of yeah. like some southern uh you know law law yeah, person yeah, like yeah. that's it's used in that way. But like faggot isn't used the same way. Like, it's normalized. It's, like, it's okay to throw that word around for straights to use that, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, I, I use it in a, in, I, I try to use it in a reclaiming sort of way where it's, like, no, I can say that word and I can call people that and you can't. And so, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Back to exes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Okay. So, I completely agree with you, what you're talking about. Even You were talking about you know, a crush in fourth grade, but I think that sentiment still follow, carries through for me. Like, the women i dated how many oh how much time do you have no i i dated did you really date a lot no well how big were their arms (laughs) (laughs) how many pro wrestling women (laughs) i dated china (laughs) um so i in high school i feel like i had a lot of three-month relationships i yeah I, i i was actually known for we didn't have this word yet but i was kind of a womanizer in high school because I dated a bunch of ladies. You, 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 uh, womanizer, you, womanizer, <laughs> womanizer, womanizer. And then I even dated someone into the sophomore year of college. And while I was hooking up with my roommate, who I consider to be my first male ex, like I was dating a woman, which I feel really weird and bad about. So Wait, you're a gold star gay, not yes, even sir. dated a girl. No, never, never. I put my tongue in it. Nobody asked you anything. (laughs) I'm curious, though. I just want to say these things. Well, no, I felt like that was the natural. What I don't know. Where were you going with that? I, uh, Ryan, I was interested in. I mean, I was. I, I am also a gold star gay. I've, uh, I have made out with ladies and um, put my mouth on nipples, but that's about it. And I, I I, I was gonna say I've made out with ladies. I've also, uh, when you were talking about, uh, 
saying that you thought this girl was cool, but you mistook it for a crush. Yeah. That was my thing with, with boys. I'd be oh. like, I, I would just be like. I recall from our uh, Joel Schumacher-a-thon. Yeah. You talking about Chris O'Donnell and you like looking at him in like his oh. little tights. And you're like, yes. I think Chris O'Donnell's a cool guy. I bet really he's a cool, cool guy. He seems, that was like my code in my brain for like, you're getting a boner right now. It's like, instead <laughs> it would just be like, this person is cool. You like this person because they're cool. Like that was the word I kept using. Um, and then, I don't want him. I want to be him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then somehow that I figured out that it was like I would oh, not actually mind no. Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> I could probably get some tail with that. But yeah, uh, yeah no, no women for me either. That, yeah, I think I, I think that's a common thing that what I had to wrestle with is why did I date women? Like why why did I date people in high school? Because I was gay then, clearly, but I felt societal pressure too. And I mistook, oh, I like you, you're cool, let's hang out for, this must be what straight people feel like when they have a crush on someone, so I'm going to try to date you, and then it would only last three months, because I was like, but I don't really care. Yeah. What I had to wrestle with was the wrestling team. (laughs) (laughs) You were, uh, (laughs) what were you, your brothers told me this. Yeah, I I was a... uh... The fluffer of the wrestling team? Yeah, the Ooh. fluffer. Ooh. <laughs> no, I you? saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> my job my job was to videotape their matches so oh they could God. like review Wait. the tape afterwards. We're sarcastic so much that I can't tell what you're doing right now. Are you serious? Your job was to videotape okay. wrestlers. Yes. And you didn't know you were gay. I because of my own experience, I don't believe the I had no idea. I was twenty three and I woke up and suddenly I realized I've been into dudes this whole time. I don't, I just have a hard time believing that that happens because my experience was I was gay and didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. I knew I was gay for a long time. I just didn't want to be. I, I'm on board with you because I, I knew I was gay when I was like 14, mm. but I don't think I ever actually like admitted it to anyone until I was like 17 or 18. But yeah, like there, like I knew it before then, mm. even though I didn't like admit it to anyone. Like I knew it early teens. Yeah. So my kind of justification for that is that my dad actually, I think, very innocently told me. Oh, I forgot you're one of those people who thinks that they just found that they were gay. Just later. Because, no, 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 not at all. But my dad, we had this weird indirect talk once when I was a kid. Because he found all the gay shit that I looked up on AOL when we got the internet. He found that and was like, what? And I think he was trying to justify it to himself. So he was like, oh, I remember when I was a kid, we watched, you know, an X-rated movie. And, you know, you're curious about that stuff. But that'll go away. That was kind of, I don't think he ever said that. But that was what he implied when we were talking. So even though I knew something was going on, it's kind of what you're talking about, Mike, of like, I thought it would go away. I thought it was normal for the, these feelings I had to go away. And once I got into college, I was two years into college and I was like, oh my God, I still like dudes and I'm dating this girl and I don't like her and I'm fucking my roommate. <laughs> Maybe this isn't going away. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind so of what I- we're all going to watch Kaboom after this, uh, which is about basically what you just said. <laughs> Gregoraki once more. Also, third time we've mentioned him. <laughs> every single guy in that is super hot. Mm. What Give movie me. is this? Where can I find it? It's <laughs> called Kaboom, which is the sound that your penis will make after you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Even my mom's, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> your mom's penis? Yeah. Okay. yeah. She has a huge dick. <laughs> Did we answer the question about nope. dating girls? Did you? Why don't you weigh in here? You are the only one here. Oh, I'm a lead star gay. <laughs> Does that mean you... You sank to the bear. <laughs> barely qualified. <laughs> um, yeah, talk about... We talked about pseudo barely dating girls maybe licking a nip or two, but you married a woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and we had sex and everything worked and it was great. And And mm-hmm. I mean, there was like lots of... Imagining? Imagining. There was like mental effort. Let's just say thanks, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, uh, but what is that like now? 
thinking about that relationship and why you were in it. It just seems so unnecessary. I think we are under such pressure as gay people. Before we come out of the closet, society says who you're supposed to be, what it means to be a man, what it means to be in a loving, committed relationship that's a strong like a marriage is. And I, I wanted all of that. And um, I really thought that I just, I had it under control. And as soon as I found a girl and we had sex and my penis worked, I was like, great. This is going to facilitate my ability to live this life that I want to try to go for instead. And it was really unfortunate. It's, it's tragic, really. Like, she and I, our relationship was tragic. On some level, she must have known, right? Right, yeah. No, absolutely. And like, then to, like, continue forward despite that, it's sort of like, well, I mean, now the you're years being selfish. of pegging. <laughs> he insisted on, you know... You know, I mean, calling her Todd. <laughs> she must have known on some level. You look, you look at every relationship as long as it goes on. It, there's something in it for each person, mm-hmm. or else they wouldn't be together. For me, I was looking for somebody to affirm my straightness and keep me in line, and her sort of domineering, no bullshit attitude really reinforced that like here are the lines i do not cross them that's fantastic that's what i needed at that stage of my life i know what i got out of that relationship i don't know what she got out of out of our relationship or maybe she was just in the same boat where she was just trying to fit into that mold of like i should have a husband at this point blah 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 this guy I mean, this is working so far so it's like let's just continue this you know like it may be a little bit more innocuous i think that um I find the whole thing tragic. Yeah. Like I I don't I don't actually think that any of us is born into this world a bad person. I really believe in the fundamental goodness of humanity and mm. that you applies You must not know Ryan well. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's happy in a relationship where there's pretending going on, right? So Right. Yeah. right. I mean, Absolutely. So, Mike, you're the only one here, but also the only one I know that is will have a female ex and a male ex. What is the difference? Which is super sexy, by the way. <laughs> oh, you need to play that up. Toes hot. Yeah, seriously. Toast Should hot. I wear both of my old wedding rings out? <laughs> yeah. Like, go to the cuff. This, with one's the... From my <laughs> this one's from my wife. Um, so what are the similarities and differences in divorcing a woman and a man? Before the divorce... What are the similarities in sharing a life with somebody? I think that that is almost the same. Your day-to-day, you wake up, you make breakfast, you send each other off to work, you come home, make dinner, watch TV, take the dog out. All of those things are mechanically almost identical. And then what happens in the bedroom happens in the bedroom. Sex. The the divorce process, however, I mean, that's also exactly the same, like, legally or whatever. In Washington State, anyway, it's exactly the same. You're but, talking very... Let's, let's dig deeper. Yeah, yeah. So I think that my divorce this time is much, much worse for me emotionally because I actually fully, truly loved him. I showed up in every way my authentic self... And so the ending of that relationship is far more painful than my first marriage. I'll bet. This confirms that this is the most depressing podcast ever. <laughs> Great. Should we, should, we, should we take a break? Have we taken an official break yet? No. I get, need a breather. You yeah. need a breather. Get off this podcast from all, train. From all the gay that's been happening. Um, Stop so this train. listen to this fun ad for The Pony. Oh. <laughs> Sponsored by The Pony and Bud Light Lime. <laughs> Let's take a break. And Miller 64. (laughs) And Miller 64. All right, let's take a break. Let's take a break. One, two, three. And we're back. We're back. (laughs) We're back. Well done. Was that really it? Is that where we're going? Classic (laughs) X-rated intro. Yeah. One take and we're done because that was good enough. For more. One take Whedon is what I call them. (laughs) For more barely coordinated intros, (laughs) check out (laughs) X-rated movies. (laughs) 
Okay, so... It's a nickname from back when we dated. <laughs> We're going to talk about our gayest and straightest things. But, but before we do, uh, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We have a Twitter, which is at gayishpodcast. And you can join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash gayishpodcast. Uh, it's moderated, but not really. We take anybody. Go ahead and just <laughs> ask to be in there, and I will say yes, even if you look weird. It's like Kyle's love life. <laughs> He'll take anyone. Even if they look weird? Even if they look weird. Even if they look weird. Also, if you want to check out Matt and Ryan, check out their podcast, X-Rated Movies. Do you have anything else to throw out there? You can search there? for us on iTunes at X-Rated Movies. Mm-hmm. But don't search for them on search for them on Google based on X-Rated Movies. I guess the we, last word is really important. We should E-X. also say it's E-X, not just the letter. And... Check our episode out on X-rated movies uh, on June twelfth. June twelfth. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we were amazing and brilliant, and it's podcast gold. Agreed. Yep. Let's move on to our gayest and straightest. Yeah, things. gayest and straightest this week. You you're gonna start first because yes, the gayest thing about me this week is that I put an adorable sweater on my dog this weekend it was from american apparel it's this red hoodie that zips up and uh i don't know if this mic can catch my puking noise (laughs) (laughs) um it's like i don't want to ruin it by puking on it (laughs) it was it's just this like adorable he's he's black he has black yeah i'm gonna vom here soon so (laughs) and that'll be your gayest thing (laughs) is your bulimia (laughs) no i think your gayest thing actually is explaining your gayest moment like (laughs) this right now american apparel it was like it's adorable (laughs) so he has black fur so the red the bright red really pops on him and he looks so cute in it pixar didn't happen what Pixar didn't happen. Pixar I want to see pictures. Oh, oh pi- I thought you said Pixar didn't oh, happen, no. and I thought you were going to launch into your conspiracy theory about... There's no such thing as Pixar, everyone. <laughs> I've been saving this till the end. They faked it. Okay, yes. Uh, so <laughs> the straightest thing about me was when we were leaving from camping, I just packed all the leftover food into as few bags as I can, and I imagine... That like, sounds like innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> And by bags, I mean old gentlemen. (laughs) No, I I, I just, like, you know, I just, I had, like, two plastic bags, and they were, like, you just pack random shit into there and carry, like, overfilled bags. Like, I I just imagine that as, like, straight dudes. I've had nights at Clubsy like that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I can't can't talk about this anymore because it sounds too much like innuendo now. Okay, so my... (laughs) Yeah, uh, so my strangest thing this week definitely is uh, yesterday as we were packing up to leave, I clearly couldn't wear flip-flops to leave the cabin, and I picked up my socks, and I did that thing where you put them to your face and smell them, and you're like, they're a little funky, but it's okay, it's fine, and then I put them on anyway. Mm. (laughs) That is a straight guy thing to do. Like, sure. like just turn your underwear inside out and go. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, that's gross. Yeah, super gross. That's not. Wait, the... but how smelly were they? Were they okay to wear again? Are you wearing them right now? Is what we're asking. <laughs> no, I mean, if you can smell them, then the answer is no. Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you have to smell them, I've been polite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the gayest thing about me this week, uh, definitely this morning as we were sitting around the the, the bonfire getting ready to leave the cabin, uh, I looked over at Matt, Carly's fiance, who's super straight, and uh, just the way that the light hit him and he was sitting there and I was like, his eyes were super blue because of this like shirt that he was wearing. And I, I, I just couldn't stop myself. I said, Matt, that shirt really makes your eyes pop. <laughs> <laughs> he took it really well. All right, Matt, you are the first gay men that have, or gay people that have been on this podcast. So, no pressure, but like, make it good. What I, is? I, I do feel pressured to represent my people. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been doing an injustice to our people for so long. <laughs> it'll be fine. What is your gayest and straightest thing in in recent memory? In recent memory, the gayest thing I've done was probably be in a relationship with multiple men. Ooh. Mm. Like, 
living with them. How many multiple men? Well, there was two other men that I lived with. You were in a thruple. I was in a thruple for several years, yeah. Wow. I would say that that ranks high on the gayest things I've ever done. Yeah. Oh, can I chime in and just say that he was uh, a, uh, they were a model thruple for a while there. <laughs> do they, most do people they... would consider them. A muple, if you will. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a thruple. I will say the straightest thing that I've done is never have been accused of being gay. So, like, all right, I go to a gay bar, like, of course, like, it's assumed. I've never once in my life been assumed to be gay, just in general. So because you look like a computer programmer? Could be. <laughs> um, but even when I'm working with other gay people, like, I work with a lot of gay people, like, gay men, gay women... Not one of them have has ever assumed me to be gay. Hmm. There is something about like you're pretty masculine. I, I don't even. Well, no, that's the thing. I don't think that I'm masculine. Mm. Like I think that I'm neutral to feminine, like in general. But I guess in actual day to day life, I come across as masculine. Mike and I have talked about we're both in that same scenario. People don't assume we're gay and i feel like even if you lean i assumed you were gay <laughs> i can vouch for that i was there he, he, he pointed at kyle <laughs> no I, I okay i should clarify that i get a range of people say like obviously i could hear the words you said so i knew you were gay and other people said i have no idea yeah, great. I, I will say I, I will specify I didn't think you were gay by looking at you. I thought you were gay by talking to you. <laughs> Fair. Um, but, uh, but I do feel like people tend to assume, even if you're uh, even a little bit on the effeminate side, mm-hmm. they assume straightness until proven otherwise. You are straight until proven gay, just like a court of law. <laughs> Unless you are soups gay. Ever use the word soups? Or Butch in a sentence. (laughs) But yeah, I I can totally understand that. And I actually think that's probably more common than people talk about is people not knowing that you're gay because you kind of look like everyone else. Well, like at work, I once had someone say like, I was like, oh, what's this like deposit into your bank? God, that sounds dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did you make that sound so <laughs> sexual? Come on, Matt. <laughs> this is a family podcast. Yeah. So, all right. So, I'm, I'm a bookkeeper, and uh, so I asked, like, "Oh, there's this deposit in your bank," <laughs> and he will say, "Oh, that's my partner's contribution," uh, which in the accounting world means something very specific. <laughs> 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 And in the gay world. <laughs> My partner's contribution is often a deposit. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like they say this, and in the accounting world, it means a very specific thing. Partner contribution means, like, it's a very literal definition. And then I will find out that they are gay, and <laughs> it takes on a whole new life. Do you My- just giggle all day at work? <laughs> Accounting is so much fun. (laughs) I often call my butt the bank. (laughs) It's a night deposit. (laughs) Right. So mine are both kind of gay and straight a little bit. Okay. So I'll let you judge which one's which. I'm going to start off with the fact that I discovered this week that I have one armpit hair that is an overachiever and is at least three times longer than the rest of them. Oh, so I'm I'm leaning towards that's the straight one. Yeah, that seems. He's only it, bringing this up because it's now tangled in his nipple hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's super uncomfortable, and I'm. Uh, this seems like a straight guy. Like I would like think a that's straight, a straight thing. Yeah, because str- my, my my that my, is a Jersey Shore problem. My initial thought was like, good job, little guy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, manscape for pony you're always wearing like a tank God, top. i give up on manscaping years ago that's a straight imposed thing manscaping yes is this a conversation for another podcast yes i think we manscape because society tells us hair is gross and i think that's a lot so if your weird armpit hair is your straightest thing sure okay yeah so my so my gayest thing is uh a lot of my friends on facebook were doing this like gender role test 
And I was like, well, I'm going to see where I land on this thing. And so I took the test. It's like 20 to 30 questions. And it's literally like it gives you a word and you have to like assign like you strongly associate with that word or strongly don't. Right. And so I took it and I landed right in the middle, which uh, uh, gave me the, the designation of undifferentiated androgynous as far as gender roles are concerned. You do play Ooh. a very convincing Bowie. So <laughs> I'm actually uh, I'm really OK with that. Uh, would you be okay with if I was to cast the movie of your life? I don't know you, but I would cast Tilda Swinton. Of course. I mean, she, she you're and not I the have first been... to make that comparison. <laughs> so that's it. Do you guys have anything else you want to say before we close? Thanks for having us on. Thank you very, very much for coming on. I appreciate I disagree it. with everything Ryan said. <laughs> <laughs> I've never divulged personal information in a public forum before. All right. Well, stop but... looking at me, Kyle. Jesus. Okay. We fucked just once, and it's... No, we didn't. Really? No, no, no. We never did. We never did. <laughs> ever, ever? Ever, ever. Never, ever. Did you ever fool around? No. No. We've never, like, even come close. What's the furthest you you two have gone? Drunk Kyle gets handsy sometimes, and <gasps> and you got really grindy on the dance floor one time. But I also did that when you... When I was there with you and Trevor. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I feel really bad about it, because I felt Ooh. like I... I laid hands on you, unwelcome hands on you. <laughs> and I didn't mean to. It happens. Yeah. I lay unwelcome hands on myself. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, how else would you get off? <laughs> I feel like unwelcome mm. hands is like the, the unsung Rod Stewart song. <laughs> I'm sorry, not Rod Stewart. Michael McDonald. <laughs> Isn't that what the movie Idle Hand was about? Just a uh, guy as Ryan watched himself? it within the last fiscal quarter, I feel like <laughs> he could broach the subject. I feel like that was the name of Jewel's lesbian album. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been gayish. This has been gayish. So until next week, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Be butch. Be fabulous. Be you. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Later.